Reclaim Your Brain podcast. I'm Dr. Liz Rook. I'm a certified life coach and rheumatologist, and I'm here to show you how I combine science, coaching, and psychology to solve stress and worry for me. And now I want to show you how you can do the same to enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. It's time to stop struggling and have more fun. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday and happy anniversary to my husband and I. We've been married officially today 14 years. And we've been together almost 16 years, and it has been one wild ride. And I attribute our marital success to me getting my brain coached. <laughs> because honestly, if I hadn't found life coaching when I did, we would probably be divorced now. It has taught me so much and helped me see and unwind so much of my limiting thoughts and beliefs about myself, about relationships, about marriage, about life. And it truly has saved my life and saved my marriage and really helped me thrive. And that's why I'm so passionate about bringing solutions to you as well, dear listener, because if I can do it, you sure as heck can too. I have a super stubborn brain (laughs) and I always say I have to learn lessons the hard way at least five to 10 times before I am able to shift completely. And I'm actually challenging that belief that I can actually shift faster and I can learn something and apply it and cause a change and a change in my habits even faster. And that's what I love creating with my clients that I work with. And for me, it's always easier to see the possibility and the limitless potential in my clients than it is in myself. And that's why I think it's so important that we know how to self-coach and take ourselves out of doubt and doom and stuckedness and problems And it's important to have someone else there with us to see our brains when we can't ourselves. Because, like I say, even the best neurosurgeon in the world can't do brain surgery on himself. All right, so let's get into today's topic. And this is going to be a quick one. I wish you could kind of see me right now because it's Monday night about 12, less than 12 hours before this episode drops. And I've been wanting to record this and things have been going on. Our son just moved out. (laughs) He stayed with us for about three weeks. He's 19 and he had his 21 year old girlfriend with him. And I will just say it's very interesting and educational to see how younger minds think. And I'm sure that I was that way when I was his age. (laughs) But this generation coming up, it's just very different from how we were raised. Even when we raise our kids with the best intentions, they have their own brains and they learn along the way and they are influenced by outside forces such as other parents or society or schoolmates or classmates or social media is a big influence these days. And it was just fascinating to see how his brain functioned and how he processed and just that distinction between fear-based thinking and love-based thinking. And I could totally see it so clearly in him. And while he was staying with us for about three weeks, I had a day where I could see it in everyone and it was fascinating. And I've also been doing some inner somatic work, so I think that probably has an influence on it, but I literally could see where everyone's 
thoughts and how they expressed themselves and what they did and how they carried themselves and what they said and what questions they asked, whether it was patients or my colleagues or other people I was interacting with during the day. It was literally fascinating. And I could also see my brain doing it too. So I'm looking forward to playing with that a little bit more, but it inspired the topic today, which is being problem-focused versus solution-focused. And I want to offer that we've all done this, so no judgment, no shame. Again, you're not allowed to use any topics here on the podcast to beat yourself up with. These are tools for awareness so you can grow and expand as you listen and apply this to your life in real time. So when something comes up, when something's a problem, you know, our son needed a place to stay, that could potentially be considered a problem. When he was focused on the problem, he was worried, he was anxious, he was freaking out a little bit, like what if we can't find a place? What if we can't find one that we can afford? What if this one's too much? They want insurance, they want credit history, all this stuff. It was just fascinating. And he was very problem focused. And when he was able to kind of calm that down and be aware that he was problem focused, he was able to shift into being solution focused. And solution focused is like, okay, here is the circumstance that's going on. Remember, circumstances are always neutral, but our brains and our thoughts put a spin on them and create emotion behind them, whether that's confidence or anxiety, whether it's worry or joy right? Fear or love, the two base emotions upon which all of us human brains, (laughs) our human brains, base our reactions or our responses. He was able to shift into, okay, well, let's look over here. Let's look at this listing. Let's talk to these people. Then he became solution focused. And I think that's a great example because it's real simple, right? When we have problems at work, sometimes we get caught up in the details of the problem, right? okay, my boss needs this report by the end of the day, or I have to send this email out by noon today. And we're focused on, do we have enough time? Do we have enough energy? Do we have enough information? Do we have enough resources? And if you can't already hear it, the problem-focused mindset is focused on the problem out of fear and helplessness. It puts us in a position where we don't really have the authority or the agency to create the solution because we fall into that lack or attack. We have to come out swinging. We have to defend. We're in the problem. It's almost like you sink into the problem. And a lot of people, it's just default, right? There's a problem. It gets expanded. It gets blown up. We think about all the what ifs. And all the time we're spending in the problem, not actually examining the problem from the outside, but being in the problem is time and energy and resources spent staying stuck. As opposed to when we're solution focused, we say, oh, okay, you need a place to live. What are you looking for in that place? Let's ask the questions to get the path and the steps we need to take to create the solution. Remember, we can create from a place of empowerment and a place of agency and authority, then we're not in victimhood. We're not in helplessness, which is where we are when we're in the problem. When we can see the problem as a circumstance, as something neutral, and then focus our brain on creating the solution, 
we get to be much more imaginative, much more expansive, much more abundant in our ideas, in our time, in our energy and creating resources or sourcing resources from people around us, asking for help, asking for other ideas, finding options and potential solutions. And that comes from love, from calm, from confidence. And stress and overwhelm and stuckedness comes from being in the problem. So I really want you to see this distinction between problem-focused and solution-focused. Because even the language that we use shows us where we are, whether we're problem-focused or we're solution-focused. And I know I've talked about this on a couple different episodes. The language that we use kind of tips us off to where our focus is, fear-based or love-based, helplessness or empowered. And the language that you use will either keep us stuck there or it will have us moving forward with imagination, with creativity, with love, with confidence that we can create a solution or we can find someone who can help us create one, right? When our vision is very narrowed, we have tunnel vision because we're in that fight or flight response. We're in our emotional brain and we don't have access to our rational, expansive, intelligent, evolved human brain. So we're in one or we're in the other. When we're in the rational brain, we have access to our emotional brain, but we know that it's not driving the bus. We don't let the pigeon drive the bus and we don't let fear drive the bus either because neither of them are going to get us to the destination of solutions. So saying I have to, I need to, I should, I shouldn't, I can't, right? Or blaming either ourselves or someone else. That means we're problem focused and we're living in fear from our emotional brain. And remember, this is our brain's default. It's our normal brain function to protect and defend. Just like I talk to my patients when they're in pain, their emotional brain kind of takes over and says pain could equal danger. Pain could equal death. We got to shut down. We got to defend. We got to get out of here, right? I need to, I have to, I should, I can't. Those are all disempowering terms that create and sustain problem-focused thinking. I want to, I choose to, I get to, I can are all solution-focused. Just think in your brain a couple of sentences like, I can't do this. I have to do this. I need to do this. I like to use the example of weight loss. I have to lose weight. I need to lose weight. I should lose weight. To me, that feels very heavy and very, it feels like an obligation, like I'm being weighed down by it versus empowering language. I get to lose weight. I choose to lose weight in a way that's fun and sustainable and delicious for me. I choose not to lose weight right now, but I know that I have that option in the future. I get to lose weight. I get to create the way that I want to lose weight in a way that makes me feel amazing. That to me feels lighter. It feels expansive and airy. Like there's so much room to create exactly the path and the solution and the journey that I want. So I want you to think back to the last time you had a problem And I also want to offer that every problem that's created in our brain cannot be solved by the same brain that creates it. We have to make this intentional shift. 
Because when we're focused on the problem, remember, we're in that emotional fight or flight brain with a narrow vision. We're very tunnel visioned. We're very focused. And focus is not a bad thing. But when it's tunnel vision, we can't see the other options that are around us. Sometimes we're debating, maybe say breaking up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And we think, oh my gosh, well, no one's ever going to love me the way they do. No one's ever going to be able to take care of me the way they do. No one this, no one that. It's very limited. It's a lack of resources. It's the not enough, that lack or attack. Versus if we open up and we say, well, I was okay on my own before they came along and I can trust myself and I can have my own back and I, it's possible that Someone even better could come along with none of the negative qualities that I don't necessarily enjoy about this person, but with all of the positive qualities that I've cultivated. I truly believe that every relationship in our lives helps us grow, helps us learn, helps us refine what we like, what we tolerate, what we love, what we want more of, and what we don't want, what's not healthy for us, what we don't choose. Because when we're choosing, we're in charge. So just think back of the last time you had a problem and realize that the problem is literally created by your brain, but it's created by your emotional brain. And when you can notice this and shift, and sometimes it's the language that tips you off and sometimes it's just a conscious awareness of, yes, I'm seeing this as a problem and I'm focusing on the problem and then shifting to what do I want to do about this? What am I choosing to do or not do right now about this? What do I get to do about this? What do I want to create from this? And sometimes simply asking yourself when your brain is spinning and you're thinking it's a problem and you're really stuck in worry or anxiety or overwhelm, just slowing down enough to say, okay, I've got this. Let me take another look at this. And just asking yourself, is this true? Is it really true that I'm never going to meet another person? Is it really true that I don't have any money? Or am I thinking that, but it's not actually the case because I have a retirement and the savings and friends I could borrow from? Is it true that I'm never going to get another job like this? Maybe, but maybe I'm actually going to get a better job. And refocus your brain from your rational, adult, beautiful, intelligent amazing, evolved human brain that has the creativity and the imagination and the capacity to create a solution for any potential problem that your brain can offer you. All right, my friends, that is what I have for you tonight. I want to encourage you to shift anytime you're problem-focused into being solution-focused. And then I want to hear from you. Email me at info at thriverina.com and tell me how this helped you in your life. And if it's something real juicy or something you're willing to share that you're really excited about, I want to talk to you about coming on the podcast to talk more about it. All right, y'all have a fantastic week and I will be back with you next week. Thank you for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want more inspiration and stress solutions to feel better and live joyfully, click the link in the show notes to join my email list to get joy delivered straight to your inbox. It is never too late to reclaim your brain and thrive in your life.